Okay. You ready to roll? Yep, let's do it. Welcome back to the TPO Rankings Podcast. My name is Cody. With me is my older brother, smarter brother, Jake. How are you this evening, Jake? Very well, Cody. It's yep. uh, I feel better now after that little intro. Appreciate that. Yeah, and to update anyone who, who was um, waiting for the, the news of how the move went, Jake, we did mention that at the end of um, last I imagine episode. you got a few messages about that one, did you? Yeah, support, supportive messages, people yep. offering um, just condolences and, and also, um, yeah, just words of, of kindness. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> the move went well. Jake did a great job. Thanks again, Jake. It yeah, went well, uh, yeah. Rocked, rocked up at my place at 6 a.m. and we, were, we, we did pretty well, though, didn't we? I think I was on my way home kind of early afternoon we did yeah. very well I, we don't have a lot of stuff so um yeah there was that jake let's turn our attention to football so this episode jake it's only going to be a little one a small one a short one hopefully um we're going to be touching on just some of the a-league results quickly um a bit of the fantasy a bit of the under 23 draft picks which uh, i'm excited to get into i haven't actually looked at the numbers in any detail um so i know you, you've got just to, recently looked at them so i'm yeah, yeah keen to talk about that a bit and then we're going to finish with the um, the TPO rankings, the biggest movers from from last year, and we're just going to stop it there um, and keep our powder dry. Is that is that the right expression? I don't know, but keep our um, sounds about right. Whatever it is, dry for for the weeks to come, because obviously we've still got a little bit of time to to kill before the NPL starts. So we're we're kind of just treading water here with A League news and Australian football news. Speaking of Jake, anything? Um, I know you you watch Twitter a bit. Um, scroll through Twitter, anything catch your eye over the last week or last few days, football related? Um, well, I mean, we touched on it last week, but the conversation around the National Second Division kind of mm. continues um, and uh, there's not too much more to add at this point, but more discussions. and the, um, Simon Hill? He, he made a few uh, comments on, on their podcast about his time at Fox Sports. Yes, and coming to an end and that he was – basically asked to leave or removed or that came I, I actually haven't read everything but um, that's I mean if uh, you're listening to this you're probably into some soccer podcasts and chances are you listen to that one anyway but um, yeah you, you've listened to that episode Cody is it worth yeah. would you recommend that yeah I, li- I recommend all their podcasts I, um, I always like to hear what Simon Hill has to say and as, and as well um, Kalach and, and Craig Moore I don't think Craig Moore was on that one, but he was he, the when you take something, it wasn't taken out of context. Um, but they obviously they focused in on the quotes that, that I saw on social media, the negative side of it. Um, he he didn't have too much positive to say about Fox Sports, I suppose, but he did preface it by saying, without Fox Sports, um, Australian football would have been in a very different landscape. Um, their money obviously helps us to grow, and they've they've been a necessary. I don't want to say necessary evil, but they've been a part of Australian football for, for um, you know, the however many years the A-League's yeah, been running. Yeah, 15, so, 16 years, whatever it is. Yeah, it wasn't all doom and gloom. But, um, yeah, and, and the way he spoke, he wasn't like he didn't seem angry or anything. So, you know, when you read something, a quote on, on social media, you think, um, yeah, it's all he's, he's pissed off or something and, and maybe he is secretly. Yep. But it, it wasn't it was, didn't come across it like that. Yeah, if you just read the headlines, which is what I've done, it, it made it sound like he was absolutely blasting Fox Sports. But I... Like, um, it sounds more like he had some, you know, where we're at right now. We've needed them till now, but he's yep. he thinks it's time to move on and uh, get on to the next stage. And that's the way the world at the moment, isn't it, Jake? Headline it is, readers. It is. Yeah. I will. One other thing, Cody, um, that's kind of I've started seeing in a bit of Twitter and Facebook is um, today Football Queensland did their uh, oh, yeah. FFA Cup draws, but there's yep. also uh, Western Australia did theirs. 
uh, in the last week as well. Um, so we're kind of at that stage where in the next couple of weeks we'll start seeing some very early round of qualifying games. Oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. We love the FFA Cup or whatever it will be named in the near future. Um, all right, let's move on to an, a bit of an A-League wrap quickly. Jake, Sydney at home to Central Coast Mariners. Um, if you put your money on this one, you know, a few months ago, you would be saying Sydney uh, walk away with the three points quite comfortably. It wasn't to be. Central Coast upset um, the champions here 2-0. So Central Coast with that win go top of the table. Um, anything to say about this one, Jake? Surprised. Um, yeah. I didn't actually get to see most of the game, so I can't comment on whether the the Mariners were good for it. But, um, you know, they're, they're getting the results. Yeah, I think I watched a bit of this one. Like I said, we moved. I moved house and Jake was helping. And uh, moving house, obviously, well, we don't have the internet. So I was quite limited. And, um, yeah, I don't think I really caught much of the games at all. A little bit on my phone. But um, I think this is the only game I did sort of see some of. And Central Coast weren't out of their depth uh, by any means. Sydney still were the better team. They they played the better football. They looked more comfortable with the ball. But Central Coast, um, not a shabby team at all. And Sydney just lacking that, I suppose, what do they say, final finishing touches in, in the final third. Um we up up front, so it'll be interesting to see once uh, Bobo can get himself fit and whatever wherever he's at, if he can make a difference to that Sydney yep. team. But uh, it's one of those things; they start banging in the goals, and and they'll be fine. They'll be up there um, when the season's sort of at at the pointy end for sure. Um, the other next game, Jake, the the crazy game. Uh, I think I messaged you uh, at the end of this one and said, "Did you watch it?" Because I didn't. I was just saw the result: the Western United five, Perth four. Did you watch? I did. So this was the day I helped you uh, move house, but I, I got home in time to put this one on. It was just craziness. I, I actually had my uh, Football 24 app set up to give me alerts because I was, I, was, I was watching it, but I wasn't kind of watching it with 100% of my attention. So I had my alerts set up so that in case I wasn't watching it at the time when a goal was about to come up, I would get that and I'd make sure that I was paying attention. And it just kept going. And it, and it was like goal for goal. It wasn't like either team kind of went out to a two or three goal lead. It was one for one most of the time. Mm. Um, it was just craziness. Yeah, exciting stuff. And um, I think Western United, I'd like to go and have a look at their first year in A-League last year and see um, how many goals they conceded and, and scored because I reckon they'd be up there for both of those because they seem to always be involved in some exciting high-scoring games. Um, anyways, and, the, and from memory as well, I think this one might have been one nil at halftime. Like yeah, it was it all, was, yeah. most of the goals came very quickly. Yeah, it was Jake. Uh, the third game there, Adelaide beating Victory at home one nil. Good win there. And Mo um, Toure, I was going to say Mo Salah, Mo Toure, um, Mohamed Toure scored that one, the 16 year old with a composed finish there. Really good finish from. Is he looks so, good? Oh, doesn't he? Just the way he ran on the, to that the speed, uh, the strength to sort of the, I suppose you'd call it a shoulder challenge against the defender. Um, and then just the touch inside and, and comfortable, calm finish with the left foot inside. of the. I don't know if he's left or right footed, but um, yeah, it was impressive stuff for the far post finish. Yeah, so it was a good finish. At, at that age to be doing that is just phenomenal. Um, really good to see. You, you don't really get it a lot, Jake, in football across the world and particularly here in Australia when a 16, 17-year-old are, are doing such good things. And so when they are, it, it's really exciting. And hopefully I watched a little um, piece that 
Uh, I don't know who put it together. I would imagine Fox Sports or something put together on, on the brothers there, the Toure brothers, um, just a little interview piece. And they seem down to earth and really um, like good kids, you know, not like they're out partying or anything like that. They seem like they've got their heads on their shoulders and got some good mentors down there in Adelaide. And I don't know, Adelaide are doing things the right way, it seems. They're with their recruitment, um, with their whole setup. They've got um, Bruce Jitte sort of involved there and, uh, they really seem to be connecting with their their audience and their their fans as well. What what do you reckon, Jake? Yeah, I agree. I was just the whole time you're saying that, talking about the uh, the Turo brothers. All I'm kind of thinking about is that neither of us picked them in our under twenty three teams. So, yeah, and <laughs> we might have missed thinking, a yeah. a gem there. Yeah, I had that noted down for later, Jake. I said, "What the bloody hell?" I, I saw yeah, my, what happened there. I saw his name um, when I was considering, and I thought, "Oh, he might be a good one." But I think at that stage, well, on the weekend was his very first start, so um, perhaps if we were choosing it this week, he would have made my list. But um, until then, he hadn't started a game, and the other brother was has been injured. So um, yeah, but who knows? I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope. I, um, by the end of the year, I was saying I wish I picked both of them because they're, they're exciting players. And in the interview, they they both have aspirations to play in Europe. Um, one of them for Chelsea, yeah. the other, I can't remember. But they want to yeah, be overseas good. within five years and that's exciting stuff. So um, and the more youngsters like that we can get through Australian football, the more people connect with the league and, and want to follow their journey. And that's what it's all about really, isn't it? Agreed. Cool. Um, Nick's. Uh, went down, well, they were at home, but they were at Wollongong, of course. They went down 2-1 to the Jets. So Jets get their first win on, and first points for the season. Um, unfortunate for the for the Knicks. Um, I was thinking, I don't know, people sort of ruled them out every year. And then um, this year, people sort of, I think, ruled them out a little bit. But people were also cautious that they, they usually rule them out. So they probably were tipping them a little bit higher up the table than what they're showing at the moment. But in saying that, Jake... Um, Last year, I think it was, they lost their first four games of the season and they turned out to be an all right team by the Is end right? of the year. So, there you go. Yeah, I wouldn't rule them out just yet. And Jake, the last game of the round, according to Sports Deck anyway, um, the fantasy site. Uh, the victory. last game since we last recorded. Yeah. Last, yeah. Victory. Last, last night? Yeah, it was Day. Victory. Um, beat Perth 2-1 with Jake Brimmer, who I believe is in your under-23 draft side. Yeah, absolutely is. And yeah. it was two very late goals too, very, one of them being a penalty. Goal. And um, again, I didn't watch this one, but I did see um, somebody commenting the fact that or they, they liked when they were watching that the penalty was given. And mm. Jake Brimmer, because he wasn't, somebody asked him after the game, he wasn't actually the designated penalty taker. He just grabbed the ball and stood up. Oh, did Young he? kid, there you go. You know, there I, you go. I like hearing that sort of thing. Very yeah, sure. Well, when it when it goes right, anyway, Jake. So they, that's good for the victory. They needed a win. They're they're sort of struggling at the moment. Um, I saw some of the highlights and some of the comments that Robbie Cruz just looked really good, which is awesome to see. He cups a lot of crap, um, has done over his career, but I think he's a great player, and you can tell his class when he when he's on, he's on, and he's he's better than most of the players in A League. So um, it's good to see him back because you do want you know the best players in the A League to be to be playing and and, and fully fit. Actually, he Jake another. Uh, podcast re- recommendation he was on i can't remember which one <laughs> it's the same podcast we're talking about he was on oh, the was um it? the simon hill one the shim there you go yep. shim uh, spider and so much more so much more yeah a good chat with him so and a little fun fact for you if you, if you don't want to listen to it he was actually competing for a spot with um son from tottenham yeah at bayer leverkusen when they were in huh, germany there you so, go 
there you go. His son was a few years younger, um, but obviously he's gone on to a few. Yeah, uh, the, uh, their careers have diverged a little bit. Jake Fantasy, let's touch on that very quickly. I did uh, very poorly this week, 56 points, um, and Kilkenny, my captain, got 32 of those. Um, I had six players on the bench, so, yeah, just not doing very well at all. Um, how'd you go, Jake? Uh, I did okay. I, I got 85 points, which was obviously a little better than you, but there were still quite a few people that um, did better than me in our little league, so I I'm not, haven't got it in front of me where I'm sitting sixth or seventh or somewhere um, thereabouts in Your our little group. Six, six. Yeah, so a couple of my trades, which, I mean, we're not going to go into detail on this one, but a couple of my trades didn't pan out very well uh, and I'll have to be fixing a few things this week okay Jake under 23 drafts um, this is the I guess first round of um, watching our players play how did you go uh, you've put some numbers did you just do the overall numbers according to sports deck yeah so I've got the total score overall and, and I can't remember the exact numbers but um, you'll remember that after we picked our 10 players last week we tallied up the scores that they'd um, achieved to date, and I was a little in front of you, I think. Um, mm. This week, I'm still in front. I've got a total of 253 points to your 227. Um, but if we if we look at this round in particular, there was nine of our combined 20 players who got zero points, and and, mm. and most of those were just buys because Me- yeah. Melbourne City, um, Western, Western Sydney, Sydney, probably the two that we've Brisbane. kind of got a lot of players. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they didn't play. Really, if you look at this week, by itself, um, I ended up with 55 points and you got 45. Mm. 33 of those points for me came from Jake Brimmer. So he yeah. was you know, far and away the uh, the biggest scorer of the week from our draft. Um, he was your eighth pick. Yeah, very low. And then second um, highest scorer this week was uh, Nick Agostino, uh, yep. your pick, with 18 points pick. for the round. So yeah, uh, And then the third one was... James Delianov from Adelaide, goalkeeper with a clean goalkeeper. sheet. Who's your so, ninth pick? Good stuff. Yeah, so they're, they're the three biggest scorers from our draft pick anyway. Um, I yeah. don't have this stat, Cody, but I'm thinking for next week I'll be a little more prepared. Um, I'm actually going to also track the other under-23 players that we didn't pick just to kind of see if we, like we've um, talked about Toure, uh, mm. there are any others that we probably should have missed. in our teams that we missed out on. It'd be good, Jake, with the Excel just to list it um, by round as well. So we have a, all the rounds listed out in, in columns and we can track how they do each round. I mean, if we start now, it won't be such a big job, I suppose. Put that on my to-do list, eh? Yeah, please do. Um, all right, Jake, let's finish off this uh, podcast with the biggest movers of 2020. I'll hand it over to you because I've literally got nothing in front of me. Good. I, I, luckily, I am a little more prepared on this one. Um, and we should say we've we've – Got the idea, and we think we will do this once all of the kind of grassroots seasons, MPLs, and whatnot kick off. We'll probably do this on a monthly basis. The the top movers okay. of the month, um, just because it kind of highlights, you know, in a month or in, in any given month, you probably each team will have you know four, five, maybe six games, depending on cup games and all that sort of thing. So it kind of is a way to to highlight the clubs that are having a a really good run of form, really. Um, but this is the entire 2020, um, and it includes the club's pre-expansion. So we talked about last week that we've expanded the rankings by another 360 clubs. So none of those 360 will be on this list because this is before the expansion. Um, but I've got a top 10. I'm going to start running through them, Cody, and uh, you can stop me at any point if you've got something interesting to say. So 
The biggest mover of 2020 was a South Australian side, and it was Modbury Vista from State League Two. Um, and one thing, Cody, as I run through these, because I've I kind of have a bit of um, you know where they finished on the table and how many games they played and won that sort of thing. But one thing that I found interesting is that there are a number of clubs that you know won their league or came second, which is what you'd expect. But there's also a couple that finished a little further down, and it's interesting that they finished a bit lower, but still are on this top ten. And remember, mm. this is the top ten out of. 400 clubs that were on our rankings before yeah. the expansion. So, uh, Modbury Vista, South Australian. Minus however many clubs didn't actually play last year. Yeah, that's true. All the Victorian clubs, so in particular. Um, so, they finished uh, third in South Australian State League Two. And the reason that they have moved up so much was because they have a number of poor years, but in particular, 2019, they finished 11th in that league. Um, and then this year, or 2020, sorry, last year, they played. Most of, I mean, most states didn't play a full season, but they still played 22 games and they won 15 of them. So they, uh, it, was a, it was actually a pretty competitive league at the top in the state mm, league too anyway. It. So 15 wins out of 22 and they still finished only third. Um, but they were the biggest mover of 2020. Uh, second on the list was a Queensland club, Logan Metro from Capital Two. And they finished second. Now, the biggest or the reason that they're on this list such a big mover up the rankings is because of their position as a, a fairly new club coming in, they started quite a bit lower um, based on the teams that they were replacing and they had a very good year. So as I said, second, they played 16 games and won 11 of them. Um, and there will be another couple of Queensland clubs and one in that same league who actually finished third, one spot below them in a minute. Um, another Queensland club though in third place and this was St. George Willowong in the Brisbane Premier League. And anyone in Queensland following along will not be surprised by this. They had 16 games. They won 15 of them um, the year before. They had a very good year as well. They've, they won the Brisbane Premier League in their first year in it. So very impressive mm. season. Uh, next one was Sanford Rangers, Capital uh, Capital League One in Queensland. And they finished first. Uh, we played against them, Cody. We played them once this year when we were playing for AC Carina. And I think it was, was it 3-all we finished? Probably should have beat them. Yeah, 3-all. Um, yep. So they, 16 games, they won 13, drew two, uh, and one loss. So they, they've got promotion up into the um, BPL. Were they one of the QPL2 teams, Cody? Yeah. I don't I can't oh, remember. I think, they were. I think they've gone into the QPL, Jake. You might be right. So anyway, they, they won the Capital One League quite convincingly in the end, and they're fourth on our list. Uh, number five, another Queensland club, is Ripley Valley. So this is the second team on this list from the Capital League Two. And as I mentioned, they finished third, and they were a new new club to the league that, that in 2020 as well. So 16 games and 10 wins. Uh, number five, number five, number six is... Maruchidor from the Sunshine Coast Premier League in Queensland. Uh, they finished third, and this is purely because of um, previous years where they finished quite a bit further down the table. Uh, 2020 ended up being quite a good year for them. Uh, so they shot up the rankings into uh, as the sixth biggest mover. Uh, last couple now, and we'll go to a few other states. So uh, seventh was Singleton Strikers in the northern New South Wales uh, Division One, they call it the New FM League, um, and they finished second. They played 14 games and won eight of them. And again, they compared to previous years where they were a bit lower, they've had a very good season, which is why they've moved up so much. Uh, number eight was Tasmanian, 
and it was Glenicky Knights. And this one isn't a surprise to me because they end up finish, finishing second. And for all the time that we've been doing the rankings, um, oh, yeah. before we did any sort of podcasting or any of that. They were always hopeless, weren't they? They were always useless. They always got smashed. So they, uh, I don't know, they must have picked up some plays. And I, I didn't really follow it too closely in 2020. Um, so I'll be kind of looking out at that one uh, this year in 2021. So, um yeah, that's number eight. Number nine was Pontian Eagles from South Australian State League Two, so another one in that same league. And this is probably the most interesting, Cody, because they only finished eighth in their league, uh, and oh, yet wow. they're in the top ten biggest movers up. And that's purely based on uh, where they started at the beginning mm. of 2020 because they were new to the rankings. They replaced oh, okay. um, a team that I, can't, I don't have to hear which team they actually replaced in the rankings, but one of the teams that dropped out of the State League Two uh, had had a very poor year. They were very low on the rankings. Pontian Eagles came in and started at that same very low ranking. Okay. And they, yeah, won a bunch of games and moved up quite a bit because of it. The last one, number 10, is Western Australia. Um, interesting, Cody. I mean, no Victorian teams because Victorian teams didn't play in 2020, uh, but no New South Wales teams on this biggest movers mm. up. Um, so this one, yeah, Western Australia Division 2, it's the Shamrock Rovers, and they finished third in Division 2, as I mentioned. They played 11 games, so it's a shorter season. Uh, they only won six of them, but that was enough to move them up the rankings about 71 places. So there's your top 10. Good stuff. All right. Is that it? Do you want me to give you a couple of? I've got I've got a lot more, but I won't go through that. But do you want to know a couple of interesting names that are on the biggest movers down the rankings in 2020? Is Arpia one of them? Um, yes, they are. So mm. Arpia MPL New South Wales. They obviously have had a number of very good years in 2020. For whatever you know, I'm guessing COVID related, lost some players and yeah, finished quite low. So they're definitely on the list. Uh, also on the list, a couple of MPL clubs that are. Big names, Brisbane City in Queensland. Oh, yeah. Um, we also have Brisbane Strikers Relega- on, relegated on this to list. The second division. That's right. Uh, Brisbane Strikers are on that list. Uh, and also Rockingham City, uh, which is a Western Australian MPL team, had a very poor year and dropped down quite a bit as well. Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Jake. I appreciate you taking us through that. And it will be interesting to see uh, how all these clubs fare in 2021. Hopefully the um, COVID's not going to affect too much this year and we can get some full seasons underway. And, you know, it's the end of January here now. And um, I guess we'll be um, getting kicked off in some of these states in probably about a month's time. Did you, do we remember when the first league kicks off, Jake? Was it? Uh, yeah, it was February? in that last weekend in February, but okay. there will be a few FA Cup qualifying mm, rounds sure. before that, I believe. So probably two weeks from now, we'll start seeing the first of those very early round games. But uh, yeah, MPL-wise, it'll be last weekend in Feb is the first one. Awesome. All right, Jake. And, and I will say as well, I, I'm expecting there to be a lot of movement, a bit of craziness in the rankings this year. Um, just because short seasons last year, a lot of you know clubs that didn't play, clubs that had players moving um you know we got what one round in and then in brisbane and then we were shut down for covid and then we came back later and there'll just be you know the the rankings are almost playing catch up a little bit is the way that i look at it and i think we're going to see a lot of movement so we're going to as i said track this probably on a monthly basis biggest movers and I, i think there'll be some um some very big movement Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jake. And that's all we've got time for this evening for this week's podcast. Um, Thanks for listening and we will be back next week. Sounds good.